This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop, Backstage Pass, a Metal Shop, and we're talking with Eric Lauder from Plague Years, lead guitarist. They recently put out Circle of Darkness on E1. It's been getting a lot of press, a lot of good reviews. First off, congratulations on the release of the record. Thank you, man. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So, um, obviously, 2020 is a bit of a, a crazy uh, show. Tell me about your experience, like releasing an album during a pandemic. What's that? What's that like from your perspective? Um, at first, I was pretty worried about it, to be honest with you, because mm-hmm. obviously we'd like to be touring uh, during a release. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's been good. It's been uh, it's been you know it's been really good. Um, you know, a lot better than I thought it was going to be considering that, you know, everyone is just kind of at home, you know, yeah. but, um, it's, uh, it's been, it's been good. Like the reviews we've been getting are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, social media has been going crazy and, you know, it, it's been awesome, you know, um, definitely, you know, for the, for the situation at hand, it, it's the best that it could be, you know? I, I, Hey man, you're looking at the positive side of it. That's good. Um, how have you been staying busy and, and sane uh, during this time where you can't tour and do the things you probably normally do? Um, so we've been, you know, we still practice. We practice mm-hmm. like about once, maybe twice a week. Cool. Uh, right now we're gearing up for a live stream. Um, nice. that'll be, we'll be announcing that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting ready for that. Uh, I've been working on some new music. I, I, I just, <laughs> I just finished a, a death metal project that I'm doing cool. with some other people. And then I got some new play gear stuff I've been working on and, and then to be honest with you, bro, other than that, uh, just being a dad and playing lots of war songs. <laughs> okay, nice, it. dude. Uh, your kid, how old is your kid? He's four. Does he Does he know dad's in a death metal band? Uh, kind of. I, I don't think he necessarily like understands what that is sure. quite yet, but... Yeah, he he understands that dad plays guitar and stuff. I got him his own little drum set we nice. jam together and stuff. That's cool, man. Yeah, when- it's, it's it's funny, man. <laughs> it's, it's a trip. Right on, man. Well, uh, so, you know, obviously on the underground level that we are kind of, everyone kind of has to have a day gig or a day job. Do you have like a, a regular, quote unquote, regular job or do you, are you a full-time musician? Um, I, I've worked in the cannabis industry out here. Oh, it's been nice. It's been legal out here for quite a while now. Same um, here. Yep. Yeah. Tim, Tim works. Uh, our vocalist also works in the cannabis industry too. He's a manager at a dispensary. Okay. Um, so that's, that's what I've been doing. And, uh, you know, that's, that's been deemed, um, a, a, uh, an essential business as it is uh, medication and, and medicine for, for many people and whatnot. So just as the alcohol, uh, you know, stores are open, so is the, uh, 
cannabis stores. Is that the case in, in your area in Michigan? Yeah. I mean, it's been booming here. I mean, I imagine people would, they got a lot of extra time on their hand. They, They would like a joint. Yeah. I mean, my buddy, uh, you know, Tim, he works in the, the sales side of things and he, uh, he, he said the doors, I mean, the line is just nonstop. I mean, it's all day, every day, you know, the only thing that sucks is the price gone, it's gone crazy now that it's recreational. It's just like it's wild. So I guess I can ask you from your perspective, what is your favorite method of intake? Are you a cookies fan? Are you, are you a bong blunt joint glass? What? I love I love blunts, man. Okay. I love blunts and joints. I'm a, I'm a more like, you know, I like the ritual of rolling up and smoking. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I, I'll do dabs. You know, I went that route for a while too, but they just are too much, man. They're just too much. Yeah, hard thing. Not, not even the high, just like the, the coughing and the oh, fucking, yeah. I just, I don't know. And the thing, and, about, uh, thing about dabs but, is like once you do dabs, you just can't go back to regular. Yeah, well, what I would find myself doing is I would, I would, I would hit the dab, but then, like, like I said, I like like the ritual of smoking. It's yeah. like you know, much like people smoke a cigarette or something. Mm-hmm. Like I like just sitting there, and, you know, smoking. So I would hit the dab, and then I'm rolling up a blunt anyway. It's just, it was just stupid. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the eating, eating man. I, I, I don't mind eating it. Uh, I can only do low doses, man. Like 50 milligrams is the most for me. My, my buddy just sent me some cookies, man, and I ate. I ate one and I was like, okay, I feel good. And then I ate like two thirds of another one, man. And I was like spinny, like, mm-hmm. oh no, laying on the couch. Like, what am I doing to myself? <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> I was actually just listening to the news on the way back to my apartment. I'm, I'm actually on my, my uh, break right now interviewing you from my day job. Uh, so I was listening to uh, oh, yeah. news. Um, I was listening to some news and they were saying that, um, you know, obviously we're in an election year and, and on the ballot in some states, they're actually considering um, uh, legalizing mushrooms and psilocybin. What's your opinion on legalizing mushrooms? Uh, legalizing, bro. In my opinion, legalize everything, really. Okay. There's just no point. The only thing that's like, you know, the only reason that the crimes for that exist is because it's illegal. So if you, do you want to eliminate crime or are you trying to create crime? It's really what you, the question is, you know, if some guy wanted to do mushrooms, right, right now he'd have to go somewhere illegally purchase them, yep. right? And like, it's just a total crime. But if you sell it at a store, then where's the crime? The crime is gone. You know what I mean? So to my opinion, that legalize it all, but. Yeah, definitely legalize mushrooms. I mean, mushrooms are good. You know, they're healing. I mean, they're awesome. Plus, they're fun. Hey, plus they're fun. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> so are you in Detroit or or what part of um, Michigan are you? I'm. I live just south of Detroit. I'm like okay. ten minutes south. Uh, nice. Tim and Ryan live in Detroit proper, but uh, I live just outside of the yeah. So. You know, we're, I'm not sure if it's currently this way, but uh, I listen to a lot of rap music and I also listen to, like, uh, obviously the news. And from what I hear from artists like Sada Baby and like different uh, oh, yeah. Flint and Detroit rappers, it seems hella grimy and hood. Is that true? <laughs> uh, yeah, Detroit's crazy, man. I mean, if you've never really been to Detroit, um, I mean, it's like w- walking around, it's like a nuke went off, you know, yeah. like it's just abandoned houses everywhere, burned down. Um, there's this other rapper too called Danny Brown that has this song and, oh, and yeah. in the chorus, he says, where I live, it's house, field, 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 house. Cause that's, 
all the fields used to be houses, but they're all burned down. Oh, damn. So it's, it's crazy. But yeah, shot baby is the man, bro. That dude is, I mean, we all listen to rap heavily. Yeah. Um, too. So I, it's crazy. Cause Sada baby went, when I first followed him, however many years ago, he only had like a hundred K and now he's up at a million. It's just crazy. I think TikTok was what did it. Everyone was doing the Sada baby dance, dude. Yeah, that whole lot of chopper song is banging. I think, and, and it's funny because we're like talking on a death metal show and we're like talking about rap, but I think there is going to be like, uh, kind of like in a, f- a few years ago, there was like a huge like uh, Chicago like uh, drill rap scene. I think that's really coming from Detroit and also Flint scene. Uh, that's going to be blowing up in the next, uh, you know, couple months. I foresee. Yeah, yeah. People have been stealing that for a minute now, man. I've been noticing. You know, it's kind of funny because Cali kind of like adopted the style, but I don't think. I think it was kind of organic, or 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 maybe I'm just not hip because I'm not from there. Yeah. But all them new rappers, like, um, you know, they all have the same beats. That's Detroit beats, man. Detroit beats have always been 100 BPM fast like always been like that and the other thing that detroit has that a lot of rap teams don't have is they actually rap they oh, act, like yeah, yeah, actually yeah. rap yep. they don't they got bars they're not just you know and i and i love all kinds of singing all that kind of stuff but that's cool with me but detroit rap actually got bars they're rapping for sure yeah uh, we could go deep on that but w- w- obviously i want to <laughs> i want to talk to you about the uh, your new record and uh, from from so the the rap scene and the hip hop scene in Detroit we just covered. What's like the metal scene in Detroit been like for you growing up and being a metal musician? What's what's that been like? Uh, it's always been pr- pretty strong to be honest. Michigan has a really good scene. Yeah. Um, you know, since I was growing up, I mean, a lot of my friends, you know, are from that scene. You know, just about everybody I pretty much know is involved in music in some way, shape or form, or at least like very big into music, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's always been really good. I mean, it's diverse. There's all kinds of, you know, I don't know how it is in other places, but like here, you know, you might catch me at a death metal show. You might catch me at a punk show. You might catch me at, you know, I don't, I don't go to just metal, you know? And so a lot of that, a lot of people like that are here too. They just all come out. It's always the same you know, there's like the same people that 30, 40 people, you know, that you can always guarantee you're going to be at, you know, even a local show on a Wednesday, you know, they're, they're going to be there. So that's one, so it's, it's a pretty, it's a cool scene. That's one thing I noticed about Plague Years on the record is, is you guys are like definitively, definitely like a death metal band, but I hear some like thrash influence. And then on the vocally, it seems a little bit more like hardcore influence. Like it's not just like guttural, you know, vocals like that. Like, are you, are do you guys kind of have like different um different influences like from like hardcore punk and thrash and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I say me and me and Mike are like the main uh, you know what what our influences are is kind of what the band became, you sure. know. Yeah. Um and a lot of it's definitely, you know, thrash thrash music, death metal and hardcore like, you know, from listening to stuff like Slayer to Sepultura and yeah. then Cannibal Corpse. Mm-hmm you know, suffocation, stuff like that. And then on the hardcore side, you know, like Marauder. Yeah. Master um, Killer. Hell yeah. 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 You know, like that. So, and we, and we started off, you know, we both started off playing metal. Yeah. When we were younger and then we got into playing hardcore. Just, it just kind of really fell in our lap. Really. We met some people and, you know, we joined, uh, you know, we started playing in this band called Razzle Dazzle and Build and Destroy. And, and that was kind of our first run in hardcore. Wait, so you were in Razzle Dazzle? 
Oh, yeah. Holy sh**, dude. Locking out, razzle-dazzle. Dude, you guys had the Strictly Saucers record? Yeah, yeah. Holy sh**. I had no idea. I, I wasn't a... I wasn't a part of, uh, you know, the writing, the writing process with that band is always just Will and Haroon. That's why the, the okay. gimmick is always Will and yeah. Haroon. But I started playing in that band about 2009, I think. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that was how, you know, hardcore got in, involved into my life. So it definitely influences the style for sure. I mean, that's, that's the world I come from. Like I did a underground hardcore and punk radio show before I did a metal show. And, um, so I, I grew up kind of in that scene and, um, it's, it's actually really cool to see these, this like new group of, of kind of hardcore kids that grew into playing death metal, like gate creep or power trip, RIP Riley Gale, uh, creeping death. And, and like a lot of hardcore kids that are kind of embracing way more metallic stuff that I just, not really a question. I just think it's really rad. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a natural progression too. You know, I feel like once you start playing a certain kind of music, you know, as a musician, you know, you, you feel like you want to challenge yourself more. For sure. you know? And, um, I think that's, you know, kind of what's going on. Okay, man. Well, uh, so we all have our first favorite record, our first favorite CD or whatever. I'm going to go a little bit left field here. What's the first metal t-shirt? you ever bought um i think i want to say it was this megadeth uh nice four horsemen long sleeve i had okay but i know like the first it wasn't really like metal i guess it was more like rock but uh the first one i ever got was when i went to seen kiss and i got oh, nice. uh, a shirt from there that was when i was in like fourth grade nice so. dude yeah, my dad was a huge Kiss fan, so I, I was a huge Kiss fan when I was growing up. I mean, that was like the ultimate for me. So, if you had to paint your face when you were a kid, which Kiss which Kiss character were you? Uh, I did my I painted my face multiple times. Uh, Gene Simmons for sure, and uh, I did Paul Stanley before, nice. and I did Ace. You know, okay. Ace was always my favorite guitar player when I was growing up. But you were never Peter Chris, okay? No, no one ever was. <laughs> you know, funny. he was kind of always the odd man. I'd rather be the fox than him. There you go. Uh, right on, man. Well, okay. So here's another uh, one that I'm going to put you out, put you on the spot here. So we all know the quote unquote big four of American death or American thrash metal. So we got like Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax, Metallica. In your opinion, what's the big four of all time of death metal? What's your big four of death metal? And it doesn't have to be just America and it's just your uh, big four. It doesn't have to be the biggest big four, but your personal big four of death metal. Death, death would have to go in there for sure. Okay. Um, morbid angel probably. Yeah. And then cannibal corpse and suffocation for oh. sure. Nice, dude. All right, I like it, dude. That was quick and quick and easy. Yeah, that's I had. I mean, that that's my that that would be like my personal four, you know. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, okay, so uh, kind of wrapping things up here. Uh, you uh, you guys uh, put out the record again. It's called Circle Darkness. You guys, uh, you're going to be announcing a kind of a live stream event here soon. But aside from um, that, what's the best way to support you guys right now? When uh, this time where you can't currently tour and we can't buy a T-shirt directly from you at a merch table. Um, the best way right now, man, is you know definitely hit us up on Instagram, Twitter at PlayGearsMI, mm-hmm. um, Bandcamp, Facebook. You know, hitting us, um, following us, and sharing us is, is some of the best things that you can do for us right now. Just those two very simple free things. 
would uh, help us out dramatically, you know, just trying to get it out there uh, as much as we can. And then, um, you know, obviously buying rec the record mm-hmm. and, um, um, you know, we're going to be doing a new merch drop here in about a week or so. And, you know, those are really the best ways that you can help us out, you know, just, just, just helping us get it out. You know, that's, that's the one thing about touring that we, we are missing and you can't really, you know, replicate. So the only way to replicate it is to help us share, you know, if you like the record, show your friends, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, okay. So one final question for you, man, if you could pick a scar on your body, anywhere on your body, just pick a scar and tell us the story of how you got that scar. Really, I think I have one scar and it's not that, it's not that sweet. Okay. I busted out a car window, but not even on purpose. Were you? What were you <laughs> That's doing? The only one I got. Uh, I just like so my girl at the time she had like a Dodge Neon, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you remember those back in the day, but they didn't have the door frame that like went around the window. Yeah. So I grabbed the window like at the corner of the window, and I just like kind of swung it to shut it the door yeah and it like just straight up shattered in my hand yeah it just like blew up like i literally blew up like i the glass like flew all over me and i just remember standing there like thinking to myself like do i have glass like in my face or something and then i realized like the only place i cut was on my finger i bet if you were to search on 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 the internet i bet that happened to so many people with that damn dodge neon oh yeah dude it had it had to because i mean it was a really sign whack really all right man well again this is eric lauder from play gears check out their record circle of darkness any final words for the northwest and seattle area no man just you know share us repost us follow us on social media and uh go get circle of darkness out now anyway this has been metal shops backstage press